Greetings. Welcome to Joy in the Morning podcast, where we have real conversations about life and faith. I'm glad that you decided to tune in for another episode. Today's topic is, it's not you, it's me. It's facing and looking at situations from a different perspective. A lot of times we go through different circumstances and different situations, and we think if other people could do something differently, or if the circumstances could change, then we would be in a better position. But sometimes it's not anyone else. It's not the situation. It's us. It's what we need to do differently in ourselves or just shift our perspective. So I'm excited to dive in. Let's go. It's not you. It's me. I'm sure we've all heard that statement before. Maybe it wasn't said directly to us, and maybe we've said it, and We usually hear that in the context of a relationship, be it romantic or be it a friendship. I'm sure we've all heard it before. And maybe it wasn't said directly to us, but if you're not familiar, that statement is usually saying, it's not you, it's me. I'm the problem. I'm the person that's got some stuff going on here. So if you felt like something's been done wrong or if I've hurt you or whatever the situation may be, it's not you, it's me. I'm the one at fault. But when we look at life and different circumstances, how honest can we be and say, hey, it's not the circumstance. It's not this person. It's not what's going on. It's me. I'm the one that's got some junk in my trunk. I'm the one that's got some drama. I'm the one that maybe needs to change my heart or change my mind or change my perspective on something. And a lot of times we're not always willing to be honest with ourselves, especially when we're feeling like maybe we're stuck in an area of life or we're stuck in a situation and we feel like, okay, I've been doing all the different things and I'm not seeing any results. I'm not seeing anything different. It's just like insanity. You know, we're doing the same thing over and over again and we're expecting a different result or we're expecting for like things to change up and they don't. And we start to think, if things could be different, if the circumstance could change, or we blame other people and we say, like, if this person would do this, or if this would just happen, then maybe life wouldn't be what it is, or I wouldn't be where I am. But honestly, sometimes it's not you. It's not the situation. It's not all these other things that we blame it on. It's us. It's me. It's something going on inside of my mind, something going on inside of my heart. It's a perspective that needs to change that's really going to reveal like and lead to the breakthrough that we're looking for. I know um, what really inspired this is I was thinking about different situations in life where I feel like everything shifted for me. And anytime or I should say most of the time that has happened, it's when something inside of me changed. And a lot of times I was like waiting for the circumstance to change or I was looking at other people and I was like, oh, like they're in the wrong. And like if they weren't like this or if this person had done something differently or if this situation could change, then maybe I would be better. Maybe something would put me in a better position. But honestly, when I got real with myself, it wasn't the situation. It wasn't the other person. It was me. I was the one that needed to maybe make some adjustments. I needed change in perspective. I needed to have different expectations or maybe communicate 
expectations differently. And when we're in different situations in life and we're going through the motions and we're going through different things, a lot of times that's kind of where we end up, where it's not everyone else or it's not like what could change for us. It's it's simply like what we need to do differently. Maybe we need to take more action. Maybe we need to take less action. Maybe we need to say more. Maybe we need to say less. But the reality is it's nothing else that needs to change except for us, except for me, except for you, whatever it is that's going on. Um, in the context of faith, it's like, I know a lot of times people are like, oh, I've been praying and like nothing is happening and like I've been doing this and this and I'm just waiting for God to show up. But like he hasn't yet. And the reality with that a lot of times is like God is doing what he needs to do. And maybe it's not God that needs to change. It's not God that needs to do this thing. But maybe it's us. Maybe it's the way we're approaching it. Maybe it's how we're looking at things and doing things Um, because the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that spoke the earth into creation is the same God that rules over our lives. And he doesn't change. He hasn't changed. If I know anything about God, I know that he's consistent. And that's what the Bible says is that he's consistent. However, we as people are not consistent. We as people were hot one day, cold the next. You know, different things happen and our and our emotions change, our feelings change, and then one day we're feeling super hopeful about a situation and we just have the faith and we know that God is gonna come through. And another day we're like, oh, this is terrible, nothing's ever gonna change. God's not listening to me if he's real or I don't know what's going on. And really, it's our hearts, it's our minds. It's like we don't actually have the faith to believe that God is going to do what we're asking him to do. We don't have the belief truly the way that we say we do. And it's just a lip service and it's just going through emotions or we're doing what we've been taught, but there's nothing else behind it. There's no heart behind it. There's no true faith behind it. Or sometimes the faith is there, but the works are not there. And so we're just sitting in the same place and we're like, okay, well, God is going to do something and I'm just going to sit here and wait for him to do it. And it's like God is waiting on us and he sent us different people and he sent us different things that are to be a lifeline to us and are going to help us and then we don't take action on it. And then we get upset like, oh God, why aren't you doing anything? And he's like, well, I've tried and I've sent all these different resources to you to accomplish what you've been asking me for. I want to tell a story and maybe you've heard it before, but it's about this guy who there's like a flood and He's on the top of his house and he's waiting and he's like, I know that God is going to save me. I know that God is going to come through. And then like someone comes by in a boat and they're like, hey, you know, you want to hop in? You know, we're all evacuating this area, whatever, whatever. And he's like, oh, no, it's cool. I'm waiting on God. Then someone else comes through on like a raft or whatever. And 
They're like, yo, you know, you want to come along? And he's like, no, 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 I'm waiting on God. And help comes again and again and again. And he denies all of it. And he's like, no, 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 just waiting on God to come through. I know he's going to provide for me. I know he's going to do this, this, and this. Then, like, the storm is happening or the flood or whatever, and the guy dies, and he goes to heaven, and he's like, God, like, what happened? I thought you were going to come and save me. Like, I thought you were going to do something. And God is like, I sent the boat. I sent the guy on the raft. I sent all these different things. I sent a rescue person, and you you didn't take it, and you didn't come. And it's like, how many times has that happened to us where we're sitting back and we're waiting on God or we're waiting on the situation to change? We're waiting for everything else to shift. And really, it's us that needs to take action. We are the ones that needs to change what we're doing. And we need to put our hands to something or we need to accept the help that's offered to us. But we don't because in the context of faith, we're like, oh, no, no, no. God's going to come through. Or God has promised me this, so I know that he's going to do it. But maybe he's waiting on you to do it. Like when he spoke to Noah about the ark, he told him to build the ark. But what if Noah was like, yeah, God God showed me this ark. And he, he told me about like, you know, this boat that's going to, you know, save us from this crazy storm and this rain. And it's like, what if he was waiting on someone else to build the ark? What if God spoke to him and he was like, oh, yeah, this is good. But he didn't take the action that was needed. You know, then where where would all of humanity be right now? What would have changed in that situation if the word was spoken and then Noah didn't take the action that he was supposed to take? Maybe he thought like, oh, God metaphorically told me to build this ark but physically like you know someone else is going to come along someone is going to do this how many times do we take that approach in our faith how many times do we take that approach in our lives when we're waiting on God to do something and he's spoken something to us but we don't necessarily take the action on it we don't put our hands to what he's promised us and we're just sitting back and we're waiting for this miracle to happen we're waiting for like the skies to open up and God himself to come down but really he's given us something that we need to put action to I think of um when I was praying at the beginning of last year and I was like telling God I needed some new friends and I needed to just make new connections that were better and life-giving and then these um friends came along these women came along and they were befriending me and then I was like starting to get like pouty and like kind of you know when you throw yourself a pity party and you're like oh no like I've been asking God for this and I just feel like I'm in such a place and uh, you know what's going on and I was getting mopey with myself and I was like God I've been asking for new friends I've been asking for new connections and it was like God just spoke to me so clear And he was like, I gave you new friends. But you know what? I had to change. If anyone knows me that's listening to this, you all know that, like, I'm not the greatest communicator um, via cell phone. Like, if you text me or if you call me, sometimes I'm not always the best at responding. And God started showing me and speaking to me like, hey, like, I've given you people. I've given what you've asked for. But like you've got to put your hand to it. You've got to 
put the work behind where you're having faith for. Because I was really believing that God was going to send new people to be a part of my life. But he sent them. And then I was just like, oh, this is cool. And I wasn't taking action. And they would call me or they would reach out to me. And then I wouldn't respond. And I would just kind of like, you know, be in my misery of feeling lonely or be in my misery of feeling like I needed to new, make new connections, but it wasn't happening. And really, I just needed to start putting action to the thing that God had placed in my hands. I need to start valuing and respecting those that were reaching out to me, those that were being friendly to me. And, and some friends that I already had that were there for me, I needed to reach out. Like no one wants to be the person that's always calling, always texting, and then that's not reciprocated. And it's like the moment my mind and my perspective changed, it's like these are now some of the closest people in my life. They are now some of the most valued uh, friends that I have. And even some of the friends that I already had that were reaching out and that were being a support to me, I just wasn't fostering those relationships. I wasn't stewarding them well. And so now those have become even more valuable to me because I was willing to put in the work. I was willing to put in the effort and say, you know what, like, let me change on this. Let me go ahead and take some action where action is needed instead of just moping and complaining that this isn't happening or just waiting for God to like, okay, he's going to send me people and they're going to be more invested in me than I am. Like that wasn't a realistic situation. And sometimes in life, we're waiting, even on the outside of the context of faith and God, we're waiting for everyone else to take initiative on our life, on our dreams, on our desires, on our plans. But really, like, we need to take the initiative. We need to be more invested than everyone else is. And we need to shift our perspective. I think of some times when I was working um, that I was like, oh, like, you know, why am I not picked for these new opportunities? And like, I'm doing everything and I have all the skills that it takes, but it's like, was I showcasing myself well? No, because I was so complacent and I had been doing what I was doing for such a long time that I felt almost a sense of entitlement, like this should be handed to me. But when I started looking at the candidates, it's like they were eager, they were hungry, and they were like going the extra mile. And those were things that I used to do but I wasn't doing them anymore because I was complacent. I was comfortable. I felt like I've, I've done that already. And I had this sense of pride because, you know, I've been there longer and I should be recognized for this. But it's like, honestly, my tenacity was lacking. I wasn't where I used to be. I wasn't as eager as I used to be. And I was frustrated because I felt like, oh, I keep getting passed over or like this situation just isn't working in my face favor. But really, it's not that the situation wasn't working in my favor. It was that I wasn't putting forth the initiative that I was telling myself that I was. And I was no longer doing those extra things. I was no longer doing and producing the work that I thought I was because I was so comfortable. And I had been there for so long. So I wasn't really investing in me the way I wanted my um, superiors to invest in me. I wasn't like I didn't even have that perspective of myself that 
I wanted other people to have of me. If I was being quite honest, like I'd be, I'd begin to doubt myself because I wasn't picked for these opportunities. So I began to slack off because I thought like, well, maybe I'm not as good and that's why I'm not getting picked. And it's like that began to show up in my work and I didn't fully realize it, but it was happening because it was what I was processing internally. And the moment my perspective began to change and I started to be eager and chase for different opportunities and take more initiative, the more I began to receive a different type of attention and be seen as more of a leader amongst my team. And it was like, that is when the shift started to happen for me. Then I was promoted in the way that I wanted to be. And the problem is not always what we think it is. The the reason we're not getting where we want to be is not always because someone else is not doing what we think they should do or the situation just hasn't turned in our favor yet. Maybe it's we haven't turned ourselves in favor of the situation. We haven't done what we needed to do. We haven't shifted our perspective. We haven't changed our minds and our hearts. I always say this um, in conversations with friends and even more often to myself, but honesty is the best policy. And it's like, how honest am I willing to get with myself? How honest am I willing to be when it comes to where I'm at in life and where I want to go, where I'm at in my faith and where I want to be? You know, a lot of times um, we think like, oh, you know, well, I'm not, I'm not as good or I, I don't have this type of favor or, you know, things things just aren't where I want them to be and you know maybe I'll get there but what is it going to take for us to get there and how do we shift how do we change how do we challenge ourselves how do we dig deeper when it feels like I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over again I've reached that point of insanity and I have nothing left to give it starts with quieting yourself and being honest with where you are and sometimes it hurts it hurt me to realize like, oh, you know, maybe I'm not the person that I thought I was. Maybe I'm not the leader that I thought I was. I'm not taking the initiative that I thought I was taking. And it can be a little painful to have that realization and to say like, okay, I am not this. I thought I was this, or I've been portraying myself as this thing, but it's not who I am, or it's not where I'm at. And that's okay. But it's starting there, getting to the realization, and then beginning to make changes, beginning to shift from there, which can be hard because we get comfortable and we get in a pattern and a routine of doing things a certain way or not doing certain things because we feel like, oh, I don't need to do that anymore. I'm, uh, you know, that's above me or beneath me now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm, I'm working at this level, so I don't need to do that little thing down there. But maybe sometimes that's the very thing we need to do. We need to humble ourselves. We need to get back down and grind a little bit to reinvigor ourselves, to get back this passion, to get back this hunger, to work as hard as we want to work, or in the context of faith, to be hungry for God again. There's a Bible verse that says, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And maybe we need to humble ourselves in the eyes of God instead of thinking God's not hearing us and God is not doing what he said he was going to do. Like, 
Think of when you first got saved. Think of when you first started serving Jesus and how passionate you were and how excited you were and how hungry you were for God. And it's like, what changed? Not God. He's the same. He doesn't change up on us. He doesn't do anything differently. But what's changed is us. We've become presumptuous. We've become um, kind of sometimes just lazy in our faith and thinking like, oh, like, you know, God is going to do this thing and we don't have to do much or we're expecting something and it doesn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen. So then we think that God is not honest. We think that God is not true or, you know, we think that, you know, God is just not going to show up, but he's showing up maybe just not in the way that we thought he was going to show up. Maybe he's doing what he said he was going to do for us, but in a different way than we thought it was going to happen. I always use the example of, you know, if if someone gave you a prophetic word or if someone spoke to you and they say, hey, man, God, show me that you're going to speak to thousands of people in your life. You're going to impact thousands. And, you know, we start imagining us in arenas and these really big stages and places where hundreds of thousands of people are gathering and thousands and thousands of people are coming in. But really, as your life goes on, like maybe you only speak to rooms of about four to five hundred people and you spend your whole life doing this and you're getting upset because you're like, this is not what God promised me. He said he was going to use me to speak to thousands, but like four or 500 people week in and week out or every few months over the span of years is thousands. But because it didn't happen the way that we expected it, because it wasn't the arena full of people or we weren't this big like headlining name to speak at a conference or we weren't this big headlining worship leader or we weren't this big person of influence like we thought we were maybe we're just you know us doing what God instructed us to do but not on this massively large scale then we get upset and we get bitter and we're like oh god you're you're not who you said you are you didn't do what you said you were going to do and then we blame god and really he's done exactly what he said he was going to do he just did it in a way that we were not expecting and that that example just goes to show that like sometimes it's us that needs to shift sometimes it's our expectations that need to shift because we're expecting something really lofty and God is not always calling us to the really lofty things. I know that some of the most impactful Christians that I've met were not the really famous preachers or the really famous singers or the really famous ministers, but they were your average everyday people, moms and dads, regular workers that have a nine to five job, but they're so in love with God and they're so um, obedient and fitting into what God has crafted them to be and do that they have such a massive impact and their passion is felt no matter who they're talking to, no matter where they are. It's like you know that you know that you know that they love God and you can feel that and it rubs off on you and it changes you or they they have just these different connections and conversations with people and it's so impactful 
And it's not that the big names and the other people that they don't have impact as well, but it's like these other people like that just seem like regular everyday people. And a lot of times they are, they're the most impactful because they're just truly being obedient to who and what God has called them to do in the everyday life and context outside of all the big flashy things that we're expecting. And it's that that we need to look for more of. It's that that we need to be hungry for. It's not totally changing up. Sometimes we want change in life and we're like, okay, it's going to be a total overhaul. And like, I'm going to change in all these massive ways and then I'll be who I'm supposed to be. I'll be pleasing to God or maybe then I'll be chosen for this promotion. Maybe then I'll get to where I want to be in life. But it's not always this big change. Maybe it's just a little tweak to your heart. It's just a little tweak to your mind. It's a little tweak to your understanding to realize like, oh, like this has changed me. This has shifted me and it puts my perspective, it puts my vision in context of where I need to be and where I need to go and who I am. I know the moments in my life that I've changed the most was not from this big immediate like realization and like revelation that I was having that really just captivated me but it was in these quiet moments in my mind and in my heart sometimes I'm just walking down the street and I start to have a different perspective I start to be really honest with myself and dig in and say you know what I could have handled this situation better I could have done this you know Maybe this is where I need to change my heart. Maybe this is where I need to change my attitude and my actions. Or I start to realize, you know, I've been really prideful in something. And I just need to take a more humble approach. And in that is where the true change happens. In that is where I feel totally new. When I have a genuine revelation of who I am, when I have a genuine revelation of who God is, of who he's called me to be. And it's not always in this massive church service or in this environment of having this deep conversation. Sometimes it's just the quiet of my own thoughts, the quiet of my own home. And And that's where the change comes. That's where I feel totally brand new. And instead of this big overhaul and this big changing moment, it's just in the quiet or it is a conversation that has totally shifted my heart, totally shifted my mind, totally shifted my perspective that I begin to realize like, oh, God is doing something here or oh you know, maybe there are some things that I need to do differently. And from there, this whole thing unravels where I'm like, this is right. This is where I need to be. This is what I needed to not feel stuck. This is what I needed to be on a different path. And it's like, let's open up ourselves to a different perspective. Let's open up ourselves to something new in the season. It's January. It's the beginning of a new year. We have the whole year ahead of us. We have the rest of the year in front of us. And we have the opportunity to change our perspective, to change our minds, to change our hearts. And instead of entering thinking it's the same thing over and over again, or it's everyone else, or I need to be giving this opportunity and this chance, give yourself the opportunity and the chance to look differently at a situation, 
to think differently about a situation. Maybe if you're praying about something you feel like God isn't answering, maybe you need to pray differently. Or maybe like ask yourself, is my heart in this? Is my faith in this? Am I actually expecting for God to show up? Or am I just expecting for the situation to change? Do I want God to get the glory out of this situation? Or am I praying for this to change because it'll make me look better? It'll make me feel better. Am I just hoping for the miracle? Or am I hoping for God to show up in all of his power and all of his glory and all of his life-changing, miraculous presence? Am I asking for that? Or am I just asking for the situation to shift. The Bible says to seek him with all of our hearts. And sometimes we're not seeking him with all of our hearts. We're just seeking and we're seeking everything. We're seeking God. We're seeking out, you know, different manifestations and different things of like, okay, we're looking for all these other areas and seeking all these other things to make our situation change. But we're not seeking God with our whole heart. And that's the key. The Bible says, seek me with your whole heart. When you seek me, you will find me. And it's like, if you're looking for God, seek him, give him a chance, but do it with your whole heart. Just don't halfway do it. Or sometimes we're investigating. We're not even really seeking. We're like, you know, we're really skeptical. We're like, well, let me see if he is really who he says he is. Let me see if God is really going to show up. And we're like putting God through this test and making him jump through these hoops when really we're not seeking him with our whole heart. We're not genuinely praying and asking God to do what only he can do. We're actually just hoping for something cool to happen or we just want everything else around us to change, but we're not actually looking for God to show up in a new way. So I challenge you as we finish out the month of January, I challenge you as we head into this new year, shift your perspective, shift your mind, shift your heart, shift your vision and see if something changes for you. I guarantee you it will. Thank you for listening. That concludes this episode of Join the Morning Podcast. The next episode will be January 24th and we'll have a very special guest. Until then, please follow along on Instagram for updates at Join the Morning Pod. And don't forget to follow and rate on whatever your listening platform is, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. See you in the next one. Yeah.